Welcome to the astonishing and unexpected adventures of Ace Tucker, Space Trucker! Last time on Ace Tucker Space Trucker. Ace, whip out your badge and follow my lead. Okay. <clears throat> Sorry to bother you, sir. I'm Agent Scully, and this is Agent Mulder. We're from the government, and we need you to come with us, please, sir. Oh, no way, man. I ain't going nowhere with you. He's got a gun! Elvis, please listen. What? What? What did you just say? Why'd you call me Elvis? Why? What kind of a sick bastard are you? Why? Whoa! What kind of a sick bastard calls a man by his dead twin brother's name? Oh, man. Hey, Randy! Randy! Get out here! Come on, man, Randy! And what'd you do to Elvis? Elvis? He's been dead since 1935. Poor little tack. <laughs> Died in the womb. I've been waiting for this moment for 30 years. Now, where is the time machine? Leslie, that's when I realized we were in some kind of alternate reality where Elvis was dead. Holy Ivan dials in 2017. Ace springs into action. He charges forward as fast as he can and throws a shoulder into Calhoun's midsection. The dazzler-like device that keeps him disguised as a human fizzles out when he hits the ground. A burst of light crackles all around his body, then dissipates, revealing the shiny man in all his impossibly shiny glory. Man, I can't shoot a defenseless, unconscious man. Even if it is the right thing to do, I ain't no executioner. Get up. Come on, you shiny. Get up. I said get up. My, aren't we testy? Ace spins around and sees a second shiny man at the edge of the woods. Now that the two time drives have been separated, this timeline is coalescing. And although I'm not happy about spending the rest of my life in this alternate universe, I will take it if it means achieving my goal. Just then, Ace hears something rustling in the woods behind the shiny man. Then he hears a low whisper. Get ready, Ace. Ace, get ready. Three, two, one. 
the conclusion of Ace Tucker, Space Trucker. Time's up, human! What's it going to- <laughs> Oh! You got me right in the hand! Again! Son of a bitch! Ah! The laser revolver is vaporizing! Ah! Wait a minute, wait a minute. My new artificial hand is still intact. Intact. Right. right. Good thing I splurged for the laser-proof coating when I bought this hand. And but ah, ah, damn, it's so hot. Hot. It's red hot and crackling with energy. Energy. All the nanobots have rushed into my arm right behind my wrist to keep it from melting off. Ah, ah, it's so itchy. Itchy. Man, I gotta get the time drive while the shiny man is distracted with Hank. With Hank. But man, I can't use this hand. Jeez. Jeez. <laughs> oh, you filthy cur! Okay. Got the time drive! After swatting Hank off his nuts, the shiny man leaps over Ace's head. Hitting the side of the advanced auto parts where a utility ladder runs up to the roof. Ace spins around just as the shiny bastard scurries up the ladder and out of sight to the rooftop. Son of a bitch! Ace leaps onto the utility ladder and climbs as fast as he can with the time drive tucked under his arm. His artificial hand is still loaded with crazy laser energy and is hot enough to melt metal. Every time it hits the utility ladder rung, it sizzles and sparks with brilliant discharges. When Ace gets to the roof, the shiny man is out of sight. Ace scans the rooftop for movement, but there are large blocky mechanical structures scattered across it, blocking his view. Um, uh, April! Oh man, where is she? Oh man, there's so many people down there. Jeez, hundreds of Elvis impersonators are pushing on the police barricades. Oh man, the riot is about to pop off. Oh, oh wait, there, away from the action. That woman's standing next to the guy in the stretcher. It's April. Oh good, she got Pradeep some help. Whew, she's safe. All right, now to find this shiny bastard. He's gotta be up here somewhere. <laughs> Huh? Oh man, there he is! He leapt to the roof in the next building! Man, he's hustling! Damn, he's on the next roof now! Oh man, he's almost to KFC and Betty! Oh, the last time Betty was fired up close to the Cadillac, the Valdovian computer systems on both vehicles created a network that drew them together! That's the shiny man's plan B! Since he lost the clone time drive I'm holding, he can just draw the caddy into Betty like before. Then he'll have a functional time machine. Man, having two versions of everything is really starting to piss me off. Ace backs up, summoning all the strength he can in his legs. Um, the nanobots were busy keeping his right arm from bursting into flames from the laser-charged artificial hand. So Ace must rely on good old-fashioned leg muscles. Luckily, he has enough strength to clear the distance. Ace hits the adjacent roof 
as the shiny man runs across the roof next door. Ace follows, landing hard on the roof just past the edge. He has to tuck and roll to prevent himself from sliding across the roof. His laser-charged artificial hand leaves a trail of sparking molten metal as Ace drags it across the cheap metal roof. The shiny man turns and watches with horror in his eyes. Is he really concerned about the hand? The hand? I bet that is. With it all juiced up, I bet I could melt his head right off his neck. Neck. Wait. Wait. He's not looking at the artificial hand. No. He's watching the time drive. Like he's afraid I might drop it. Drop it. He's leading me to Betty, and he's afraid I might break the damn thing. Thing. This whole friggin' chase is just another trick. Oh man, the riot! Holy There I am, running down Elvis Presley Boulevard! Whoa, there's that crazy old Elvis impersonator beating a cop with his walker! Man, if other me gets to Betty, the shiny man can get in! Hey, wait! Hey, Ace! Up here! Ace, look up here! Up here, up here! What the Hey man, I know this looks weird, but don't open that door! This shiny f is trying to get in there! What? The Man, I really gotta stop saying that phrase. Uh, yeah! It's a little hard to explain, but look! You gotta believe me! You can't go into Betty right now! We don't have time for this! Give me the time drive, or I will kill him! Now, old Ace Tucker wasn't sure of the right move. The shiny man had the higher ground, and there was no way his other self would be able to find cover. The shiny man had doppelganger Ace dead to rights, and proper Ace was too far away to do anything about it. What would happen if his former self was killed? Would it mean his own death? So much was different now. So much had already changed. Was that guy standing in the parking lot even the same version of himself? The shiny man said this was an alternate universe. But was it an alternate universe for him? For Ace? For all of them? If the doppelganger was actually Ace, then Ace would have memories of this moment. And he certainly did not. This was uncharted territory. But one thing was for certain. Ace Tucker was not going down without a fight. You want this thing so bad? Catch! Ace throws the time drive into the sky as hard as he can. It goes straight up, high into the sky. Then, the shiny man opens fire on Ace's former self. Fall! Ace watches in horror as the laser bolts obliterate his doppelganger's body. A twisted mess of sizzling flesh scatters across the parking lot. Yeah, Ace! No! Oh, <laughs> Ivan! Hey, watch yeah. out, Ivan! No! It is all happening too fast. 
Ace jumps for the shiny man as a barrage of laser fire rains down on Ivan. The poor chimp doesn't have a chance. Ace sails through the air towards the shiny man while bolts of terrible energy rip through Ivan's body. Ivan disintegrates before Ace is even three quarters of the way to tackle in the shiny man. Before Ace can get to him, the shiny man leaps into the sky and catches the time drive at its zenith. Ace tucks and rolls, then leaps after the shiny man with all his strength. He catches the shiny man around the waist in a half bear hug. The impact throws their combined descent into a ballistic spin. As they fly sideways and towards the ground at a tremendous speed, the shiny man pistol whips Ace. Ace swats at the incoming fist and revolver with his sweltering, laser-charged artificial hand. When he makes contact, the shiny man's fist bursts into flames and liquefies. The laser revolver tumbles away, melting as it falls. The shiny man drops the time drive and clutches his severed, melted limb, screaming. The time drive falls straight into Ace's superheated, artificial hand. He instinctively squeezes the cylinder as he catches it. And then, everything begins to slow. What is happening to me? Everything around me is so, 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 so deep. deep. I can see the molecules of oxygen, oxygen, nitrogen, nitrogen, and argon wiggling, wiggling, and flowing in the air around me. Around me, I can see. See? No. No. I can feel the currents of energy that hold the tiny molecules bonded together. Together. I can feel, I can feel nature, nature itself. itself. A brilliant flash of light bursts inside the time drive as the inert wires spring to life. The world dissolves around Ace as he slips into the now familiar chaos of hypertime. But instead of fast-moving shapes of color and dark whizzing by, exploding in and out of existence, he is suspended in a pool of the stuff. It is everywhere around him, in all directions. Color and darkness, shape and formlessness, time and anti-time, all spread out before him in every direction. Not just in three dimensions, but all of them. Whoa! Ivan always said there were 14 dimensions to the universe. But that's not true. True. There are infinite numbers. And I can see them all. No, no. I can feel them all. It's like looking into a mirror. That same innate sense of recognition reflected all around me. 
I perceive everything, everything, all possibilities, all actions, all potentiality, and it's all so simple. Simple. All the moments that led up to this instant are just a singular bubble in an eternal sea of other bubbles. The bubbles bump and bounce off one another. They burst and create even more bubbles in their destruction. As each bubble moment dissolves, another endless multitude springs into existence to take its place. Ace lets his focus contract and he pulls his mind back into the exact moment he touched the time drive. The energy stored in his artificial hand provided the spark that set it into motion. The nanobots flowed through the hand and created a circuit to link his mind to the time drive. He had become a time machine himself. There was no fear. There was no joy. It is like experiencing a mindful breath. It simply is as it is, without judgment. His mind, his entire being, is a passionless force of nature, eternal and indifferent. But it is also hilarious. <laughs> oh man! <laughs> Oh, jeez. Oh, oh, man. Oh, the whole thing is just so... Oh, man. Silly. Silly. Oh, it makes absolutely no sense. <laughs> Choice. Choice. Fate. Fate. Life. Life. Death. Death. All of it. <laughs> Whimsical. Ludicrous. Insanely absurd. <laughs> and the biggest laugh was on old Ace Tucker himself. Because the vast, infinite possibilities of the multiverse was a private joke. He'd been given a glimpse, but knew he wasn't welcome to stay. Ace wasn't a god. He was only a man. A man with a choice to make. Oh, 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 there, uh, there's my original timeline. timeline. I see it now. See it now. How each How jump through time and space, space has spun off entirely new universes. universes. Each one distinct and separate. separate. Oh, and, and there's an endless number of universes where I have never, never and never will exist. And ones where I exist in every possible moment in time. Every possibility for my life is a possibility in a separate, unique reality. And I can move into any of them. All I need to do is choose one. Well, well, here goes. goes. Ace squeezes his hand as hard as he can and crushes the time drive. A bright flash of color and sound erupt around him. Every cell in his body reverberates like he is standing in front of the most powerful guitar amplifier ever made. Wave after wave of resonant thunder passes through him. His eyes become overwhelmed, and he can see nothing but pure white in every direction. Then, silence and darkness. 
He feels nothing but a cramp in his stomach like he had just spent a lifetime laughing hysterically. (laughs) Whoa! The time drive is gone! It's a pile of dust now! Oh, where am I? When am I? What is that noise? Oh! Oh man, the helicopter! It's crashing! Oh man! Last time I was able to save it with Betty's grappling beam. But there's Betty on the other side of the fence in the KFC parking lot. And what's that? Oh man, shiny blood on the fence. The shiny man! He's still alive! I gotta go after him! Ace follows a trail of impossibly shiny blood to the fence on the edge of the KFC property. Shiny blood spatters run up and over the fence. Ace hops over the fence just as the helicopter crashes into the mansion at Graceland. The explosion is so intense, Ace can feel the heat from the KFC parking lot a quarter mile away. The ground shakes, and a thunderous fireball shoots into the sky. The intensity is staggering, like a detonation from a small thermonuclear device. Ah! That's no normal explosion! Oh no! The Cadillac in the bedroom! It must have exploded from the helicopter impact! Oh man! Oh! Jeez! Oh! But I got no time to grieve! I gotta get going! There! The shiny blood leads into the KFC itself! That bastard is in there! The KFC's windows facing south towards the raging inferno that used to be Graceland are shattered. Glass, tables, and chairs are scattered about the dining room from the explosion's shockwave. Ace scans the area for the shiny man. He concentrates and tries to will the nanobots to enhance his vision. But they are gone. And then in a flash, he remembers what happened the moment he crushed the time drive and he willed himself back to reality. At the very crux of this whole misadventure was a paradox. And nature hates a paradox. A payment needed to be made. Ace had to give up something of himself to achieve a balance across all the various alternate realities he was exposed to. Since they were a part of him, the nanobots became the needed sacrifice. Whoa! The nanobots are gone! But where did they go? I remember them leaving, flowing into the time stream, but where? Uh, Huh? That came from the kitchen! And there, a trail of shiny blood! He's in the kitchen! Ace stalks into the kitchen, ready to fight, and is met by a flying hunk of metal to the face! Stars explode in Ace's eyes, and pain blooms across his forehead. A metal cooking pot falls to the ground with a clatter. 
the shiny man stands several feet away next to the pressure fryer. He cradles his dismembered arm close to his body. His one functional hand clutches a second pot, ready to throw it at Ace. Ace ducks as the second pot flies past his head, striking the door frame behind him. Man, I gotta get that pot! There! You like throwing pots, huh? Take this! The pot clangs off the side of the pressure fryer, missing the shiny man who had already jumped back and away. A series of beeps ring out from the pressure fryer as the collapsible lid and rack system rise from the apparatus. Ace hears a flame ignite and the sound of gently boiling liquid. You just don't know when to quit, do you, human? Ooh, gotta think fast. Gotta find something to use as a weapon while I'm ducked down behind this counter. Come on. Come out! Just come out from behind that and let's finish this! What's that? Season flower? Huh, it'll have to do. Ace digs his fingers into the side of a bag and grabs a handful of flour just as the shiny man rounds the corner. <laughs> there you are! <laughs> ah, my eyes! My eyes! Ah! Ace throws the flour in the shiny man's face. A cloud of fine white dust explodes everywhere, with the majority of the powder hitting the shiny man directly in the eyes. Ah! The shiny man staggers backward, and Ace leaps up, driving his shoulder into the shiny man's gut with all his strength. The two fall staggering backwards. One of the shiny man's feet lands on top of a cooking pot, causing him to slip out of Ace's grip. Whoa! The shiny man careens away, <laughs> launching himself upward. Why? He sails a few feet into the air and crashes down hard on the open pressure fryer. The force of the crash sends the racks flying and snaps the mechanism holding the collapsible lid up. The shiny man is sandwiched butt first in the pressure fryer as the heavy lid squeezes down on him. The shiny man is folded in half under the lid. He thrashes his arms around looking for something to help pull him out. But with only one hand and a snapped back, he is unable. His feet kick in the air and he begins to slide backward as his body is pulled into the fryer. The shiny man is melting. Ace watches with sickening fascination as the shiny man melts into the pressure fryer. <laughs> the 
horror before him turns Ace's stomach, but he can't stop watching until the last bit of the shiny man disappears beneath the pressure fryer's heavy lid. A thick ooze of shiny metallic goo drips from the edge of the lid and runs down the length of the pressure fryer to the floor. Ace brushes his hands on his pant leg. The seasoned flour comes off after a few swipes. Then, Ace tastes a bit, still left on his fingers. Mmm! Mmm! Finger licking good! Ace exits the KFC and finds April helping an Elvis impersonator to his feet. Go over past the auto parts store, sir. There's some ambulances over there. Oh, oh, thank you. Oh, thank you very much. That's the last of the impersonators. I came down here right after the helicopter crashed. I saw you chase the shiny man. Did you get him? Yeah, I got the shiny bastard. Good. I heard they're calling firefighters from all over Shelby County to help put out the fire. Did you, uh, did you blow up Graceland? No, I think that one was just bad timing. Look, here comes Ivan driving the caddy with Hank in the passenger seat. Damn, am I relieved. The shiny man got the other version of Ivan. Looks like our version is safe. Hey, Ivan, boy, am I glad to see you, pal. Ah, hey, we're here. Ah. What happened to you and Hank? Yeah, I chased Hank through the woods, but he gave me the slip. Yeah, sorry about that, guys. I kind of lost it. Uh, but when I circled back around, I saw the shiny man about to shoot Ace, so I jumped that shiny. <laughs> he knocked the shit out of me, though. Yeah, by the time I found Hank passed out in the woods, the helicopter had crashed. Yeah, I decided to pull the caddy around to the KFC in case we needed the getaway vehicle. Yeah, I don't think anyone minds a chimp driving a car with all this stuff going on. You're probably right, pal. So, now what? Ivan, didn't the shiny man say there was some device he attached to Betty when we first met him? Yeah, it's what gave him access to her computers once he was on board in the other timeline. Well, that sucker is dead, and I'd feel better if you find that thing and destroy it. Yeah, way ahead of you, Ace. Yeah. After Ivan finds and destroys the device, he drives the caddy up the ramp into Betty. Ace retrieves Elvis from the sick bay and meets everyone in the cargo bay. The caddy is idling with its top down in the center. Ace plops Elvis in the driver's seat and slaps the king's hands on the steering wheel. Elvis! Elvis, it's you! You're awake! Oh, yeah. oh man! Oh, oh, easy now, Hank! Oh, I just woke up, man! Oh, 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 oh. Looks like my nanobots are repaired and as good as new! Oh, man! Oh, do I have you to thank for saving me, mister? Oh, well... You can thank all of us. We all helped. Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, thanks, everyone. Oh, thank you very much. Listen, Elvis. We need to talk. In the kitchenette, Ace plies Elvis with beer and a sandwich. 
As Elvis eats with ravenous intent, Ace fills him in on all the craziness that led up to this moment. Elvis takes the insanity of multiple timelines, alternate universes, and doppelgangers in stride. He is most animated when he learns of the shiny man's grisly fate. Oh man, you cooked him? Woo! Oh, hot damn, man. Oh, nice work, son. <laughs> yeah, thanks. So, now that the shiny man is dead, what do we do? Well, uh, the aliens who sent me off world in 1977 said I'm supposed to take it to a Valdovian space car dealership and wait for further instructions. Yeah, yeah, so I guess that's what I need to do, man. <laughs> well, the closest one I know of is in the Boltar system. About eight hours from Earth via hyperspace. Can't we just use the caddy and, you know, boop us over there? I guess we could, but I've had enough of that thing to last a lifetime. How about we do it the old-fashioned way? I could use a nap. Oh, man. Yeah, she's right, man. I gotta take the caddy there. Well, like now. Uh, I really appreciate you guys' help. Uh, but now that I'm awake and near the caddy, I can feel her calling me. Oh, man. I gotta go. I gotta get her to that space car dealership, man. Oh, alone. Everyone is solemn as they head into the cargo bay and Elvis climbs into the Cadillac. I, I just don't see why I can't come with you, boys. Oh, Hank. Oh, you're a good man. Oh, but this is something I gotta do on my own. Don't ask me how I know. I just do. Oh, man. Ever since I woke up, I've been having all these strange thoughts. Oh, they don't make much sense to me yet, but I just know I've got to leave you guys, like, now. i got to get the caddy to that dealership, man. Oh, man. Oh, thanks for everything, everybody. Oh, yeah, man. Oh, oh, thank you. Oh, thank you very much. Time circuits activated. Hold on to your nuts. Ladies and gentlemen, Elvis has left the building. Ace, Ivan, April, and Hank stand in the cargo bay silent for a long time. Eventually, Ivan walks over to a stack of PA speakers. Well, I guess we have to get the gear to the next show, right? Yeah, yeah you're right. They're probably pissed we're late. Probably will dock our pay for the delay, too. Who? Mustache Supernova? Yeah, their road manager is kind of a d- Well, I wouldn't mind seeing that rock show you promised. Yeah, April, are you coming with us? Well, I don't have any reason to stay on Earth. I mean, there's another one of me out there now. I actually saw her kicking the out of my brother before the helicopter crashed. They got out just before Graceland went up. Yeah, I would agree. Having two of you in one place would be catastrophic. Yeah, the chances of coming into contact with another one of you is too high. Yeah, well, I'm coming too. This world can't handle two Hanks. Actually, Hank, I think the other you was in Graceland when it exploded. Oh. Well, f*** it. I'm still coming with you. It would be cool to keep the team together. Ah, uh, are we a team now? I, um, I, uh... I'm just with you, man. There's no way I could go back to working some fast food job after all this. I want to see what the rest of the galaxy has to offer. Ace, 
A Priority One message is incoming. Priority One? What does that even mean? It is a coded transmission from a representative of the Galactic Union, Ace. What? Who? The Chancellor himself. Chancellor Hollandaz? Really? No, Ace. Not the Chancellor of 2017. The message is from the year 2406. Uh, um, uh, uh, can you please patch it into the cargo bay, please? Acknowledged. Ace, Ivan, April, and Hank stand before a computer screen on the wall. The display flickers and stutters before resolving into a video image of a green alien wearing an elaborate purple uniform. I have a stable video link to 2017, your majesty. Oh, thank you. Oh, thank you very much. The video winks out and then back on, displaying a smiling Elvis Presley. He has aged only slightly, but now has a shock of white hair in his immaculately styled black pompadour. He is wearing a purple jumpsuit with a high collar. On his lapel is the design of a lightning bolt running through a spiral galaxy with the letters TCB flanking the design. It is the same design as on the badges Ivan found in the Cadillac's glove box. Oh yeah, cool man, yeah, yeah, I'll see him. Oh, thanks Gorbazon. Oh yeah, uh, hi everyone, yeah, sure is good to see you after all this time. <laughs> oh man, whatever. Elvis! What the sh- uh, what's going on? You just left! Oh, yeah, man. Yeah, time travel is tricky, you know? Oh, yeah, yeah, you kind of have to stop thinking in linear terms, man. Uh, there's no straight lines, no, no real cause and effect, you know? Hell, man, uh, time is more like a field of possibilities rather than a flowing river, you know what I mean, man? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, man. Oh, for instance, Quote-unquote, right now, agents from the TCB are talking with my former self at Graceland in 1977. Uh, see, check it out. Here, uh, there is an overhead display here. See, look, look at that. Look, those men in them black suits and hats and sunglasses talking with Elvis Presley in the garden outside of the mansion at Graceland, you see? Yeah, they're convincing me to fake my own death and get the hell off world. Yeah, this is what's known as step one of of the protocol. Yeah, man, a, a kind of reset switch that makes sure I can become the leader of Earth in a hundred years. Yeah, man, yeah. you guys were on the right track in the alternate timeline, but uh, we've already got it all covered, man. You, you don't gotta worry about it no more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. By tonight, the caddy will be stashed on the second floor of Graceland. Yep, I'll catch a lift on a space cruiser bound for Nezlalor 15, and then I'll get outfitted with my nanobots. Yeah, by quote, on quote, next week, I'll be working as a ghost rider for the newly formed Mustache Supernova. Here, here, check this out. Here, here, here. Let me show you this. Here, here, right now, in 1987, President George H.W. Bush is signing the Protection of Earth Act. As the leader of the Illuminati and secretly all of Earth, he signs a cooperative agreement with the Galactic Union to keep out all alien life. Yeah, and then they erect a blockade around Earth. Yeah, yeah. Bush also pardons David Hasselhoff for interfering with Earth politics. Yeah, man. 
Yeah, so right now, the Hoth is a Galactic Union refugee. Yeah, and he's got to remain on Earth indefinitely. Yeah, yeah we're actually still trying to work this one out, man, because, uh, yeah, he's starting to cause problems again. Yeah, well, don't worry about that, you know, man. Though. So what? All of this is some kind of preordained fate thing? Oh, no. No, not at all. Yeah, everything was very much up in the air until recently, man. Yeah, yeah. if y'all hadn't come along, uh, the future of Earth and the galaxy would be very different, man. Oh, yeah, yeah. Some of the changes you made are rippling across time and space as we speak. Yeah, man. But like I said, time is pretty flexible. Uh, you're going to have to try to get used to it if you're going to work for us here at the TCB. Yeah, man. Work for you? Man... I don't know if you've noticed, but we're all pretty banged up from this little adventure. What makes you think I'm gonna work for you? Because you already do. Just then, an older Ace Tucker comes on the screen. He has longer hair, and a few wrinkles, and a super cool eye patch. Hey Ace, yeah. I know this is pretty weird, and I would've liked to do this in person, but there's a... There's this funny little thing about meeting your former self. Turns out the universe abhors a paradox, and the results are pretty terrifying. Oh. Hi, April. Um, hi? It's, uh, it's good to see you. Um, oh, oh, uh, Ace Man? Uh, I think, uh, maybe I ought to uh, handle it from here, okay, man? Yeah, okay. What the? Oh, yeah, so, uh, April, uh, how'd you like to join your friends and work for the TCB? Ah, the TCB? What is the TCB? Oh, man, it's the Temporal Continuity Bureau. Yeah, man, as the only one of the group who has lived a full life on Earth, you're a fundamental part of the squad. Yeah, man, your knowledge of Earth culture and history is very much needed, man. Yeah, if you agree, I mean, if you all agree, uh, we can start your training here in the year 2406. Yeah, oh, man, yeah, we may have won this battle, but I fear the war still rages on, man. Yeah, it'll only be a matter of time before the the bad guys try to undo parts of galactic history so they can try to get an advantage, man. Ha, 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 I just made a funny, get it? Matter of time? Oh, man, get it? Oh, yeah, right. Whoa, so what then? We're supposed to be some sort of time police or something? Oh, you got it, Agent Massey. Oh, look, you guys have the tools, you have the talent, all you need is a little training, and you can keep trucking on through space and time, making sure everything stays cool. Yeah, man. What tools? You left with the caddy. Betty isn't a time machine. The entire ship shakes as a burst of sound and light explodes behind them. Oh, she is now, man. <laughs> a small glass cylinder filled with a swirling mass of insanity sits on the floor. A time drive. A metal cable springs from the wall and attaches itself to the time drive. All the lights wink out and then back on. The cable recedes back into the wall, pulling the time drive with it. Oh, well, see, Betty's got her own time drive now. Well, easy peasy. I don't know. 
What do you think, Ivan? Yeah, so we can go to 1974 first? Oh, oh, man, you're in a time machine. You can go anywhere in space and time you want. I've uploaded the coordinates to TCB headquarters and to Betty's nav system. Just fire them up and she'll bring you here, man. <laughs> What's so special about 1974? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, the Ramones played their first show at CBGB in New York City on August 16, 1974. We have to go! Hell, man, sure! Oh, yeah, I am down! Well, you kids go have fun. I'm going to take a nap. Yeah, so what do you say, Ace? Well, we never did get to see the punk show back in Memphis the night all hell broke loose and this crazy adventure took a turn. And I really do want to see some authentic Earth rock and roll. Yeah, and, and the chance to see the actual Ramones in their heyday at CBGB? Well, that's way too good to pass up. While Ace ponders, Ivan ducks around a pile of stage gear and comes back holding a fresh dazzler. He clips it to his jacket, then begins fiddling with the controls. A moment later, a young human man with long, bowl-cut, straight black hair stands in Ivan's place. He is wearing a leather jacket covered in punk rock band patches. The right shoulder of the jacket is covered with patches of the Ramones. Ivan looks just like a punk rocker straight out of the 70s. The heyday of punk rock. He stands there smiling and strokes the Ramones patches thoughtfully. Ah, so what do you say, Ace? Yeah, alright, let's rock!
Thank you for listening to Ace Tucker Space Trucker Season 1. Ace Tucker will return and truck again in Season 2. Visit acetuckerspacetrucker.com for news, updates, uncensored episodes, music, merchandise, and more. Ace Tucker Space Trucker Season 1 is brought to you by Audible. Over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Get a free audiobook and a 30-day free trial at audibletrial.com slash acetucker.com.